0: Ah, uh, did y'all have a good spring break? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What all did did y'all do? Say it in one word what you did this past week. Ready, set, go. Yes. Heard sleep mostly. And, <laughs> and ex-lax is what I heard. Someone is having issues. <clears throat> all right, well, well, good. We're glad you made it through it. Sounds awesome. What book are we in? Second Timothy, Second Tim- Timothy and it, it was written by... Paul, and he wrote it to Timothy, and, and where was Tim, Tim, Timothy when he wrote when he received the letter from Paul? Somewhere. Ephesus, okay? Yeah, Paul. He was a, leading the church in Ephesus. I haven't said that yet. I was trying to throw a curveball because some of you smart-alecks think you know everything. Not looking at anybody. Don't point yourself out, though. Uh, and where was Paul when he wrote it? And on vacation in Rome, in prison in Rome. And this is, this is believed to be the last letter that Paul wrote that we have. Uh, and, he, so, uh, and he had a relationship with Tim, Tim, Timothy where he was a son in the faith. He, he loved this guy that he wrote to. And so these are his last words, huge, big deal. So every time we read this text and look at this text understand where it's coming from. It's coming from the heart of a, a a father type to a son type who he loves, and he doesn't know if he'll ever see him again. He says, I hope you make it here for me to see you again, but if I don't remember these things. So it's very, it's just some, some huge stuff that he writes. Now, last time we, I spoke was two weeks ago, and we were in Second uh, Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, and that verse says this. I just want to remind you of it. It says this, I got to skip back from this. Is bad. Uh, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self control. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. We live in fear, but that fear is not from God. God gives us a spirit of, of, of uh, power, of love, and self control. That all comes from, from God. That, that, that power is not in you. you. You might think you're all that in a bag of chips, but you're not. You know, we, we can't do it without God's power. We, we, we can't do it without the love of God in our life that he gives to us that we share to to others. We learn how to love because we learn how God loves us. And that's how we're supposed to love everyone around us. Even those, those people who don't like us. Even the, the people that don't like me. I know you're stunned right now. Someone doesn't like Dan, no way. No, we're, we're called to take this love from God and share it now. We're about to hit verse 8. We're going to be in verse 8 to 12. And there's some things that he Paul's going to con- continue to say to, to Tim- Timothy. And we're going to jump through this real quick. But look at verse 8 real quick. And he says, therefore. Now, he just said God has not given you a spirit of timidity or fear. And then he says this. There- therefore, <clears throat> do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his pri- prisoner. But share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. I was riding in my car a few years ago. I had one, one of my kids was in the back seat uh, in, 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 in the back of the car. We, we've got a lot of kids, so we've got that car where you've got like a front row, a middle row, and a back row. So they were in the back, back row, he and uh, his, his friend. <clears throat> and this is the conversation that I heard from them my child said to his friend, do you know that there's someone in this car that you can't even see? My child was six at, six at the time. And all I hear was his friend that said, no way. And he went, uh-huh. And he's like, whoa. It's like Bill and Ted, if you've ever seen that, sort of sort of going. And the kid with big eyes goes who is it and my kid said it's God and the kid beside him said no way (laughs) he went yeah and he said you know God God loves us and he loves us so much uh that he he gave us Jesus who died for our sins and his friend said No way. And then he probably said, what's a sin? And the talk went on in the gospel according to a six-year-old type of talk. So it wasn't necessarily the most perfect thing in the world. But it ended with this phrase, man, you just have to believe. And the friend went, whoa. For a six-year-old, it's really cool. It was, it's really cool. And I tell the story, and I, and I kind feel of, I'm getting so old. I don't know if if I was in that car or I heard that story from my wife who was in the car. Were you in that car or was it me? It was me. Okay, I was trying to think. I think it was me, but I don't want to be lying to everybody. But yeah, I think I. Okay, that's what I was. Trying, thanks, babe. I'm not a liar. Um, <clears throat> let me ask y'all this the verse says therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our lord i bet if i were if you're a believer in jesus christ and you have come to the point you understood that you sinned and your sin separated you from god and there was no way for you to get to god and you put your faith and trust in jesus christ and your life has been changed and if i would say hey are you ashamed of your relationship with god i would guess if you really have a relationship you would say no, it, it, it changed my life. I was on a path that was going to hell, and not because of how good I am, but because of how good God is. He changed my path, uh, not because I earned it, but, but, but He's just an amazing God. I'm not ashamed. I think we sort of almost really sincerely mean that to a lot of extent. But how come as we grow older, from the six-year-old that will just talk about God in the back of a car without even a a thought, as we age, all of a sudden, the world we've learned, we've grown, our brains have grown, and we understand the world's like, uh-uh-uh, you're not allowed to talk about that, uh-uh-uh, you shouldn't bring stuff to school, or you shouldn't b- bring that up. And all of a sudden, that thing that we could so easily just talk about as a matter-of-fact of life as a six-year-old now is like... <whistles> What holds us back? It, p- partly is it sort of what the world says you're supposed to be. Hey, hey, you're not supposed to act like that. Now, can I tell you, the world says that. Sometimes even the church people say that. Ah, you're being a little bit freaky. You're, you're a freak. You need to t- tone it down a little bit. I love God too, but I'm not doing all this stuff, you know. So so the the church can do it. The world can do it. But what else can cause us to to, to hold back? Because we hold back. Right, does he i I hold back and I'm not asking for hands, but I'm saying we we probably all if we, we believe there's times we go and part of it we were like, But what if I don't know what to say, and I think that's a big one. What, what but what if they ask me something and I don't know how to respond to to it? well, then you'll just mess it up, and they'll go to hell. Mm. okay, wait a second. is our God big enough? to even work your mess up which you try for good to be for his good and his glory? He is, isn't he? So even when we think, man, I'm going to allow... There's times I go, I've convinced myself, I'm not going to say a word of my faith to this person I just met because I stutter and they're going to think I'm a total freak if I get caught on word and they'll never turn to God because they are hear a stuttering guy talk about God. And I've sometimes convinced myself, oh, it's better for me to be quiet. But at that Instant, do you understand? I've already failed at sharing my faith. If I never speak it out, I failed. If I speak it and they don't, and it doesn't go well, I might feel like I failed, but at least I've done something to give it a chance. If I never even speak it, it never has a chance. Now, Paul is speaking to Tim, Tim, Timothy, who leads a church, and the way that it's written, it's not—it's not saying, "Hey, hey, quit being ashamed, Tim, Timothy." But it's saying this, hey, look out, don't fear, feel the peer pressure to be ashamed of the testimony. Now, why would he say this to Timothy, who is leading in a church at this time? Why would he say this phrase? Because and I've got two, two points for tonight, two main points. One is, Paul's saying right here, hey, stand tall. When it comes to your faith, just stand tall. Do not be ashamed of the Testimony about our Lord. Now, back in the day, context is important, right? What was going on back then is very important to the text that we read. Now, the cross of Christ back in the day was crazy. It was stupid, cr- cra- crazy to those who did not believe in it. G- Gentiles, what's a gen- Gentile? A, or, or a Gentile believer, it's a non Jew believer. Right. So, right. It's just a non Jew. Good. So they viewed the crucifixion, that as being being nailed to a cross and dying on a cross is a penalty reserved only for the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst, if they murdered their households and did all the bad stuff, that's the people they're gonna stick on. The 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 bottom of the barrel is who they're gonna hang on a cross. So um if you were to wear a cross or the sign of a cross or something like that back in the day, they'd be like, "You're a you're a sick freak, man." I mean, that's just that's sick. That's a, that's a, an instrument of death for those that are the most that don't deserve life at all, and that's what. So so that would would have its its own thing. You know, they would not even mention the word cross. It would be almost an uh, obscene type of word for them to even talk about the word cross. It, it's something that used to go. That's like the gutter we don't talk that way i'm gonna wash your mouth out with a reed or whatever you use for so i don't know you know what i'm saying so so it, it was that type of thing uh and the idea for them that a jewish peasant would die on a cross as a payment for sins of mankind that's got to be a joke that that makes no sense so he's saying right here hey when the outside world, they hear what you say. You know, it, you know Paul, Paul, Paul writes that the cross is foolishness to those who are per, 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 perishing, right? But it's salvation for those who, who have faith and believe. So that's why he, he writes that thing. So he's saying right there, first of all, hey, don't be ashamed of the cross. It doesn't make sense to the outside world. But then it, he, he's saying this. There's some in the church that Timothy was at that viewed Paul's suffering and imprisonment as proof that the Holy Spirit was not with Paul. Well, you know, the Spirit of God cannot be with Paul because Paul's in jail again. I mean, he's been shipwrecked and been beaten to death. I mean, God can't be with Paul. Paul is suffering, and and, and God doesn't work that way. See, his... Enemies within the church believe that those who truly had the Spirit would have all their bad things in their life go away. We hear that today. That that's a got, got 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 gospel. I want to say, but that's not really the right word. It's it's a it's a thing that's taught in the the world. Hey, if you give your life to Christ, your life is going to be so much. But hey, just give to the church. Hey, give your money, and God will give it back ten. Fold to you if you're faithful. Hey, you'll be healed from, from any sickness or harm if you just trust God and have enough faith. If you will do this, if you give your life to Christ, everything will be better all the time. You'll feel better. You, know, you, you get some teeth fall out. They'll grow back. God's amazing. There, it's, 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 it's what the church, and can I say, go back a little bit? The world looks at the cross in Christ and goes they and a lot of folks wear the cross, and i 'm not quite sure why because it 's sort of cool or it's it 's a cool style, but they they hear the message of the cross and and that that Christ came and lived life without sin, and he he died on a cross, and they go oh that 's just, just that 's just weak and i mean that 's the dumbest thing i 've ever heard i I can make it on my own. And for, for the world, it, it, even the world we live in, they think the same thing. That's why we feel this pull of, uh, what, what if I say it and they just start to mock the stew out of me? What am I going to do? And so Tim, 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 Timothy has the same things going on there. But I want you to see something in those, those two points. In the midst of being mocked by peop- peop- people outside the church for the talk about the cross and what it means, he can be mocked by folks inside the church on, "Hey, uh, you must have sin in your life because you've got you've had a bad a bad month. You're in jail. You're you're having a bad time," and so he's being attacked outside the church and in, inside the church in life. That's going to come at times. It's sad, but it, it's it's going to come. There's a um, there's a, a quote here that I found, and it's it's what we call a disputed quote. They they're not quite sure. Who wrote it? But it's it's from a I believe from an African, pat 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 pastor having a rough time with a couple words tonight. We're just gonna like take this away. Uh, and it was written by him. It was they, they say um, it's been dis- disputed where it was found. But they, they they what the story goes is that it was found the day after he was killed for his faith at his house where he would study the word of God. This was found written down. I don't know if it was or was not. And I've got the quote. It's going to be on the screen too, but I want you, I'm going to to read it. And this is what it says. This is just a part of it. There's a big part, and this is just sort of a piece of it. It says this, I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit's power. The die has been cast. I have stepped... Over the line, the decision has been made. I'm a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I've stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Does that stir you at all? Boy. When we hear that, I go, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? When it goes, yeah, I won't give up, shut up, let up until I've stayed up and stored up. It's it's just got that soul to it where you go, that's what I want my life to be about. And at the start of it, I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. But can I tell you, I want to be all that stuff. I believe a lot of that in my life. But living it out every day, you've got to fight Every day, every hour to live this out. It's just not going to go, oh, it just comes easy. I just live up, pay up, and preach up. And it just works. You've got to work at this. You've got to fight for this. It's not something that's just going to be there. That's why he says, don't be ashamed. And you've got to stand tall. When the world says, shut up, you need to speak up. Every time. Every time. There's a, a video that someone has taken part of what this guy wrote. I think he they, they, they put some more stuff to it, it's just a two-minute long one. But I saw it, I'm like, oh, just it's just good for my soul to think about being this type of man of God and it, or, or woman of God. I don't think that for me. Um, but take a look at the, vi- the video, the Fellowship of the Unashamed or something like that, the first one. perfect okay i'm trying to find where i'm at in my notes okay let's 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 read some more text cuz that's sort of where we're at we're in second timothy chapter 1 beginning in verse uh, 8 again it says this we're going to read till verse 11 it says therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our lord nor of me his pris- prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel By the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the Gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and te- te- a teacher. Point two, going back to verse eight, he says he first says, "Hey, stand tall. Don't be ashamed." Next, next, next thing he says is, is one that we don't like to hear. He says, "Hey, hey, share in." Uh, it says right there, share, but share in suffering for the gospel. Who here likes to su- suffer? I hate suffering. It's like it's 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 like the worst thing ever. I, I don't want to suffer, but can I? T- I tell you, my life has been changed so much by Christ because of who I was and where I was, where my life was going to take me to where where it is on its way now. Whatever it takes to let the rest of the world know, they need to look out because hell is real, uh, but God is is bigger. Whatever it takes, whether even for tonight, y'all, y'all may have, no, have have taken note. Some nights I, I'm pretty smooth. Y'all might not think I'm real smooth when I talk, but I feel like I'm pretty smooth. Tonight I'm not. I'm suffering in my own way, I'll tell you this right now tonight, because I can't say my own name, and it's driving me nuts inside my head. Y'all don't see it's going on, but it goes on. But it's worth it. But God calls us to, all of a sudden to to share in suffering for the gospel. Can I tell you the word suffer, suffering? I tried to look it up in some uh, things last night, and it's like a, 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 a hundred and forty-one times the word is in there, and almost half the time it talks about um, those who are in the faith that they're called to be. And you go, man, that that doesn't sound good. What's the point of that? We we suffer. Why? So the the power of God can be seen in us. So they don't look and go, "Hey, look at Dan; he's amazing." They go, "Hey, Dan's a wreck." But man, God must be something because He can use even Dan somehow. We 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 suffer. Um. But the 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 question I have is is how how can we get through it? How how can we live this way? And it, it says it. Uh, look right here for the the the. The gospel by the power of God. The next verse says this. It says in verse 9, who saved us and called us to a holy call, call, calling. If you have faith in Christ, know that God saved you and that He's only just bam, it's done. He saved you, and now He's He's setting you apart. That means you are different than the world. That means when you talk about the cross, the world will not like it. But don't be ashamed. And then it says, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. You don't earn it. You're not that good. He is that good. And it says, um, you know, well, just look at this word. There's one more verse, uh, not a verse, it's a a quote I want you to see. And it's it's by a man named Charles Spurge, and when he wrote this, when I saw it, I went, oh, this is, 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 is really good. Uh, and it made me think, so read this thing along with me, not out loud with me because that would be really weird. <clears throat> a man shall carry a bucket of water on his head and be very tired with the burden, but that same man, when he dives into the sea, shall have a thousand buckets on his head without perceiving their weight. Right? We get that. We go, okay. Because he is in the element and it sur- surrounds him, it entirely sur- surrounds him. The next part says this. The duties of holiness are very irksome to men who are not in the element of holiness. Living ho- holy, you can go, man, this is just not worth it. This is, it, this is hard. I don't have time for this. But, but when once those men are cast into the element of grace... That means when you, you are in that sea of grace where you understand who you are and who God is, and that in spite of who you are, God loves you and wants to, to use you. Once, once these men are cast into the element of grace, then they bear weight ten, ten times more and feel no weight, but are refreshed thereby, thereby with joy unspeakable. How, how do we deal with being set apart? Because it will cost you. You will suffer to be set apart. How do you deal with that? Gosh, we rest in grace. We think about the grace that God is given. Because we understand grace, we can bear so much more, and it's worth the weight that we feel. There's four truths that go on in verses nine and ten. They're doctrinal truths, and that, that's things that you you sort of base your life on. Often we hear the word doctrine, and we're like, "Oh, that word sounds awful and thick." And but look at these truths, because how do we suffer and get through it? Look at. At at what he says there in verse uh, 9, again, it says, winds blowing this thing? Uh, uh, By by, by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the the ages began. Do you know that Jesus Christ has been around before the ages began? began. He's not, well, He God goes, oh, we need to fix mankind because they're a wreck. We'll make up Jesus. He was there with God when the world was w- was formed. It says that through him, all things were made. and Apart from him, nothing was made that has been made. So so he's, he's what everything has been made through. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and that's G- G- Jesus, the Word there. So, First truth here is that Jesus was before the beginning of time. That's an important no. It's not some fix that God had because the world was erect with sin. No, God God had this plan all along. He's been, he's been a, a part of it all along. The, the next truth, and it's found in the, the end of verse 9, beginning in verse 10, it says this, um, Well, let's get really in, in verse 10, in, in which now has been manifested through the appearing of our, 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 our Savior, Christ Jesus. And it's t- t- talking there about because of his own purpose and grace, which he, he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages be- began. Truth two, Jesus Christ is the Savior through which grace is now revealed. We get grace from him. That's a doctrinal truth. If we don't believe this truth, if we don't have this truth in our bag... We're never going to learn how to suffer for him. We're never going to learn how to stand tall for him. Acts 2.24 says, But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible. Uh, well, wrong verse. John 1.14, The word became flesh and made his, his, his dwelling uh, uh, among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus came from God and he brought grace and truth, doctrinal truth. The third truth is through Jesus Christ, death has been destroyed. Do we understand that? Through Jesus Christ, the, the, the death that was there, with, with there was no hope, that's been destroyed, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And the fourth truth is that through Jesus Christ, life has been bought. It's been, it's been bought for you and for me. John 10.10, 10, the, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said that I have come that you may have life, and life to the full. There, there's a life he wants us to have. He overcame death in the grave, and by doing that, he brought life. That's what it talks about in verse 9 and 10 here. Uh, and if we jump down to verse 12, and it's a verse, if you've been in church, the old... Style of churches, you've heard this in a uh, in a uh, uh, a hymn it, it, here in verse twelve, which is why I suffer as I do. But then it says this: "But I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I, I whom I have be- believed, and I'm convinced that He is a- a- able to guard until that day uh, what has been entrusted to me." And Paul writes this this last point here. The, the two points for night is is we're called to to stand tall, and we're called to um, share in. In suffering. This is very hard, hard stuff for us to sort of go, really this doesn't sound like a great church growth type of thing. This was never meant to grow a big church. This was to grow a deep church, uh, to give many the chance to hear and believe the truth. And if the church grows big, that's up to God. But um, when Paul writes here, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. When Paul writes the word know, he always uses the Greek term Ginosko. That's sort of the, the Greek term. That means I've ex- experienced. I know it because I experienced it before, and so I, I know it. I can grasp this. But this time he doesn't use that word. He, he, he uses a word that, that is O-I-D-A, oida. O, oida is the Greek word. And this word means absolute knowledge. There will never be any doubt in my mind. This is the absolute truth above anything else that I believe. This is it. And for this phrase, when he says, for I know who I have believed in Christ, and I'm convinced that he is able to, to guard until that day, that day when, when my time is up, what he has entrusted to me, and that is his spirit in me, and the act that I'm supposed to live out my life for him. And, and I'm convinced that he will guard it and protect it, and he is with me. All, all, all the time. Now, now why is this important? Why is this whole thing that we teach, what makes it so important for us? Because there's a world that each one of you by yourself you will touch that no one in this room will. There are lives and people and souls that you will have an opportunity just to share the love of Christ in many ways with. That no one else will have that same chance that you do. And if we we hesitate and miss the chance, we we, we, we miss so much, not only for their sake, but for our sake, just to be used by God. Because there's no other better place than to be used but by God. Now, there's a video we're going to watch. The great news is there's no words to it. There's some some music in it in the background, so I think it's going to work. It will just make it work. There'll be a little sound on the TV back there and make it weird. But it's all good. But watch the video because there's a huge point to it. Because when opportunities come, we're called to not be ashamed. We're called to stand tall. And sometimes, a lot of times, we're called to share in the suffering for the gospel. But we do that with the power of God. So take a look at this video. Oh... Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of, of God. May we um, be in, encouraged when opportunities come, we take them. That's what I love about that video. You see it and you go, okay, uh, and but we don't know when we we take a chance. When we go out on a limb and you're like, man, that's a, that's a small limb. Only it's going to hold my weight. So sometimes you, you might crash. But many times it's it's so worth it um, to go out there. So, man, as you go to school, as you go around, as you go out to eat, you see a, a chance just to speak up to help. You don't know what can build to what, but but you got to start. We will never be an impact, make an impact for Christ unless we begin to move. Let's pray, dear God. We thank you so much for tonight, the chance to be here, uh, and Lord, uh, uh, text technical stuff did didn 't work out um, speaking stuff didn 't work out but but you are you are so big uh, we love you God we, that you 're a great God uh, that, that you have such a plan for each one in this room and God, I just ask that you 'll help us to be bold for you that you 'll help us to be a light for you to stand tall for you uh, and be willing to to learn and understand what it means to suffer for your honor and glory Lord for if it, if it 's going to cost us. For your name to be made great, Lord, give us the courage uh, and the power and the self-control to go wherever you say go. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.